Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And good afternoon. Welcome back to uh, this week's edition of our ongoing podcast series. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and uh, glad to have you back with me for yet another conversation of legal context. Each week, I welcome a guest or guests to discuss a topic um, related to the law in some way, oftentimes from a business perspective, others applying perhaps more to a personal scenario. Uh, this week, we're going to discuss the legal process itself, which actually, not unlike our conversation we had last week, my guest today is uh, Attorney Lance Evil. Lance joins us from Lavelle Law Limited in Palatine, Illinois. And today we're going to dissect the differences, compare some similarities uh, between and among administrative and judicial proceedings. So we've got a lot to cover. Looking forward to it. Lance, good afternoon. Glad to uh, you could make some time today. Good afternoon, Jim. So in a few minutes here, we're going to talk about differences between these two types of proceedings. But if if before we even do that, if you could just start with a very basic definition so we know what we're talking about here and we have it in the right context. So in simple terms, first of all, what is an administrative hearing? Well, an administrative proceeding is one that takes place generally before some kind of governing body. Some good examples of this might be the Illinois Department of Human Rights, Department of Employment Security, and sometimes to lesser extents, the Illinois Department of Labor, uh, the IRS has administrative processes, and the National Labor Relations Board also has administrative processes. So these are generally matters that come up before these boards. They assign an administrative law judge, and that body hears the complaint itself. Okay, interesting. Now, in, in a judicial proceeding, is, is do I assume that's one with a traditional trial with a judge or a jury? Generally, yes. I mean, you know, most of your judicial-type proceedings are in a regular courtroom with a regular judge, and you have all the full protections of the law and all the procedural issues that <clears throat> come with that. So, yes, that's more trial-based. Okay. Now, so, uh, you know, we have sort of a, a setting there for each and understanding of, of the different bodies. Tell me, tell me about the differences then between the types of proceedings themselves. Well, that's where it gets kind of interesting for me anyway. Um, if you look at it from a judicial standpoint, generally everything is governed by what's called the Illinois Code of Civil Procedure. If you're in Illinois court, if you're in a federal court in Illinois, you're going to be governed by the federal rules of procedure. Those things apply to every court in Illinois or every federal court as the case may be. Now in an administrative proceeding, each of these bodies generally has their own set of procedural requirements. So so that's the first difference. You have to understand each body's procedural process before you can even kind of get in the door and talk about anything else. Um, so that's the first big difference. The second big difference is <clears throat> the way the hearings are run. Judicially, you're run by the rules of evidence. If you're in federal court, it's the federal rules. If you're in Illinois court, it's the Illinois rules of evidence. If you are in an administrative body, the rules of evidence can be relaxed. Again, it depends on the procedural requirements. Um, and then if you talk about strictly a trial process itself, uh, again, different. Um, 
the judges are going to be in a much more uh, traditional feel, I guess, for lack of a better term, whereas in an administrative hearing, it's a little bit different. Sometimes the order is different. Sometimes the flow is different. So they're very different worlds with sometimes the same result. Okay. And then within the administrative circumstance, and you mentioned a number of different entities in which you might have those types of hearings, would each one operate a little bit differently from the other then as well? They could, and most do, in fact. Um, yeah. You know, Like I said, everyone has their own set of rules, so you know your timing for filing a complaint might be different. Your What the complaint has to say might be different. Your discovery process up to trial might be different or non-existent in some cases, um, and your ability to file motions could be curtailed, whereas in court it's pretty broad. So you have to understand the rules of each different one, which can be challenging sometimes. Sure. So how how does a particular case, for lack of a better term, I'll use that, uh, how is it determined which body, you know, hears that type of case? Are there specific instances that each handle? There can be. I mean, there's some that are kind of just, I guess the best answer is you know where they go, but okay. some you wouldn't even really think about. I mean, for example, the Department of Unemployment or Employment Security, if you're filing for an unemployment claim, you start there. Um, most people just know you start there, but that's an administrative proceeding. Um, human rights violations is generally something that has to go in front of the Department of Human Rights or the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission first before you can even get in court. So some of it's just knowing, some of it is whether it's the client or me doing the research, seeing what kind of claim it is and where you need to file it first. Um, so they each have rules. They're, they are pretty hard and fast where you have to file them, but some of it you just know and some of it you have to dig a little bit to figure out. So if I'm hearing you correctly, then help me understand if, if in fact, you go through an administrative hearing or a procedure, uh, some result comes out of that. Can you then take that same case to a judicial setting? <clears throat> I'll answer your question two ways. If you got a decision that you did not like, could you file oh. a brand new case? No, you would be okay. barred from that. However, if you got a decision you didn't like and you chose to appeal and that particular agency had an appeal process, which most do, you could appeal the case higher. Um, some of the, some of them, for example, a judge, an administrative law judge will render a decision and you can appeal to a full board hearing. This is pretty common with the Department of Employment Security, I believe the National Labor Relations Board. Uh, even the Illinois Department of Human Rights, you have these abilities to appeal to the board itself. Now, if you don't get a result you like there, again, most of these agencies have a further appeal process where you can go into the court system and appeal. Now, bear in mind that it's not a new case, so you're just appealing a decision. So the comparable thing in a judicial sense would be if you went to the circuit court and lost and appealed to the appellate court, that would be your appeal, whereas for an administrative, you're generally appealing into the circuit court, and then so on and up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for folks just joining us, uh, my guest is Lavelle Law Attorney Lance Siebel. Lance uh, has joined me in the past, and you can find some of his uh, previous discussions with me in our archives, uh, both on Blog Talk Radio. You can also download them from iTunes, and, and they're archived as well at lavellelaw.com. 
And that last site also features, uh, you know, a series of ins and outs and uh, just all kinds of different articles by the various attorneys, including uh, in employment discrimination posting that Lance uh, added just recently. It's a great overview on that topic. So uh, a lot of information out there when we can't fit it into the 15 minutes we generally have here. But let's, let's get back to this conversation. Um, Lance, can you kind of just walk us through then? Is there a, a difference in preparation that you as an attorney have to go through to prepare for the different types of processes? Yes. I mean, I mean I'll mean, i start with the judicial one because that's the one that I relate to more quickly. Um, that's more of a standard process, for lack of a better term. Um, and by that, I mean cases in the court system tend to flow a certain way, work out a certain way, go to trial a certain way. There's not a lot of surprises. An administrative hearing is a little bit different in the preparation just because the rules are more relaxed. So you're not always certain what's going to get in and what's not sometimes, which can be challenging. But, yeah, the preparation is different. And, it's again, a lot of it just goes back to knowing the rules and using them to your advantage. And you mentioned, you know, the... uh process of appealing through each respective channel there. Ultimately, in an administrative process, I assume that whatever comes out of that is is binding? That decision is binding unless you appeal it, and the appeal process for it is, frankly, pretty challenging. Um, If you appeal an administrative decision into the circuit court, the circuit courts tend to grant the board or judge for that particular entity a great deal of legally what we call deference. In other words, they're going to say, well, their decision is probably right unless you really point out something that they messed up. So it's pretty challenging, but yes, if they do issue a final opinion and you don't take advantage of your appeal rights, whatever they may be, then yes, it is a binding decision and you would not be able to prosecute that claim at a later date. And earlier we were talking about some of the similarities and started to talk about differences, and I, I think I took us off in another direction. Are there, are there any other differences that uh, are significant between the two? I think for the person going through the process, it's a little bit less daunting, I guess, um, in the sense that you don't feel necessarily like you're in court, um, which can be, you know, for some people, a pretty challenging experience. So the administrative process is set up to be a little bit more claimant-friendly in the sense that some of these things you can do on your own. It's not quite as intimidating. Um, I wouldn't recommend doing it on your own just because of the rules and all of that stuff. But there are a lot of people that do it, and you know certainly it can be done. Um, but it is a much less threatening venue than you know going into court and being in front of a judge. And would an administrative proceeding also include witnesses the way a judicial proceeding would? It could and often does. Now, in some instances, it may not. Uh, for example, the Illinois Commerce Commission, who I practice in front of, they discourage witnesses. That's not to say that you cannot have them, but they prefer to have their hearings without witnesses if possible. Um, again, it doesn't mean that you can never have one, but they, you know, it's not particularly witness-friendly, let me put it that way. Okay. And so I, I would imagine then as a client comes to you with a a, a dispute of some sort, a case, uh, whatever it might be, I think, it, as you said earlier, then it, it's really your job as the attorney to understand where that 
case needs to go and kind of guide your client through that. So it, it, they may walk in expecting one thing, but after talking to their attorney, they may find that they're really headed down a different path. Yeah, I get a lot of questions from people, particularly in the employment law area, about, you know, can I sue my employer or my employee is threatening to sue me and they're going to take me to court. And usually when it's an employment-type case, that's usually the first thing to dispel is you're you're probably not going to court if it's a discrimination claim. It's got to go through this process before it can ever even see a courtroom. Interesting. And is there any difference in terms of the time? We hear often how, uh, you know, the judicial system tends to get backed up and, of course, uh, cases can take a long time to work their way through. Would administrative uh, procedures get handled more promptly? They can. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I've seen a big difference. I think they both take about the same amount of time. But, again, it does vary by agency and what kind of you know, discovery rules and other things that you can do, um, you know, for agencies that don't have a great deal of discovery process, then, you know, those can go quicker, uh, whereas some of them are just as long because there is regular discovery. So that's usually what takes time in a traditional judicial setting. It's not really any different in front of an administrative body. Okay. Well, uh, as always, I want to say thanks to Lance for joining us. Uh, always good when he can take the time to be with us, as we uh, appreciate uh, him taking the time out of his schedule, as we always do with, with any of his colleagues over at LaBelle Law Limited. Um, we're going to be back, uh, actually, again this week with the conversation uh, when Jim Voigt joins me. Uh, Jim has been with us a number of times before, and if you uh, have followed that, you know that that usually means we'll be talking about uh, small business, small business law issues. And uh, we've got a discussion teed up um, to talk about the best approach to valuing a business in a shareholder agreement. We've kind of touched on that peripherally in the past. We're going to get into a little more detail this week. So look forward to having Jim join me for that. And I look forward to having you listen as well. Thanks very much for being here. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call LaBelle Law Limited at 847 847- 705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.